Welcome to PB Link Stories. We explore the stories and uncover the business secrets of some of Britain's most successful entrepreneurs. Tuccio Zambrini is not one to stand still. He graduated from the University of Milan with a degree in philosophy, Italian literature and psychology in 1990. He went into the corporate world. During his time at Bloomberg, the, uh, the corporate news giant, he conducted business meetings, demos and seminars in Italian, Spanish, Portuguese, French, Romanian and Russian. In all, he speaks 13 languages at various levels of fluency. Now, he left the corporate world in 2011, and today he's running a number of businesses, including life coaching, career development coaching, executive coaching, and leadership development. But today, we're going to put under the microscope just one part of his portfolio. Uh, business networking organisations such as the UK Confederation, London Connector, Italian Connector and Property Connector. He also has, I hear, a property management concern and a new business which we'll talk about just in a few minutes. Now what links all these businesses together is a fundamental belief that Duccio espouses that each business is human to human. I should mention he spends six months of each year in Spain and is an avid cyclist. In fact, he's also a cycling coach. I told you he doesn't like to stand still. How does he find the time to do all this? Let's find out. Tuccio Sambrini, welcome to PB Link Stories. Thank you for having me here and uh, I loved your presentation. Honestly. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I want to... Uh, recognize that you've done a tremendous amount of research and uh, I can see really that you you put care and uh, attention into into that so thank you for that thank not you. at all not at all it was it was great fun actually because the more I discovered the more interesting uh, your, your story becomes so Tuccio um, how's business tell us about your networking businesses um, tell us about your property management concern and this new business, what is that? Right, so the events company has been running since 2011. And uh, under that umbrella, the London Connector uh, has been run, which is a, a series of events for entrepreneurs and people who want to connect because they want to socialize. Some of the events are purely business. Some of them, we call them social and business. Property Connector is also part of the events and uh, uh, has been getting stronger and stronger and is the uh, most popular event that we do. Italian Connector is one of the events we do. Um, and then the other one is also Turbo Connector, which is a, a very um, basic, basically a very simple event with the elevator pitches for entrepreneurs. So that's one side of the business. Um, I own a couple of properties in London, with, which I manage, and I also manage other landlords' properties both short-term and long-term. And uh, I'm also on the board for UK Confederation that you mentioned. UK Confederation is a, a new venture that was set up in March in UK, uh, is the branch of a very, very large organization of organizations. So they put together different organizations and associations in Italy, uh, altogether over 
above 1 million people uh, as members in Italy. And in UK, UK, for example, you mentioned PB Link. PB Link is one of the members of the UK Confederation, some of the Chamber of Commerce, and other business associations. It's run entirely as a non-profit association. The membership is a symbolic uh, 50 pounds per year that literally goes to cover the admin cost of onboarding the members. And we run uh, events face-to-face uh, -face and online. And uh, primarily we are focused on uh, supporting entrepreneurs in getting connections and doing business. So it's very similar to what London Connector does uh, with a much wider scope um, uh, UK Federation is present in London, in Manchester, in Glasgow, and uh, we are open up also in other parts of the of the country. While London Connector is only, as the name says, London. Uh, although my, one of the plans for the business company that I own is to branch out also in other cities in uh, in UK next year. And on this one, I will say, watch this space. And okay. then yes, the <laughs> the linen company uh, is brand new. Uh, literally something that happened in the last two weeks. And uh, it goes to, to show how uh, you never know, uh, I'm talking for myself actually, but um, all, all the businesses I've done, all of them, they never came because I somehow sat down and said, okay, I want to do this and that. There was always something that happened in my life that was either an introduction or uh, with events was just doing events for fun and then realizing there was a business. So um, there's always been something in my life that naturally brought to the creation of a business or a project or business project, and they all come through networking. So that's the common denominator. And the linen company came from the lady who's been servicing a um, couple of properties that um, we have in, uh, in London for, for many years, I mean, four years. And she told me, look, uh, I got this opportunity. Um, we can uh, branch out and uh, service some hotels. And uh, she came to me for a variety of reasons and we start doing business together. Um, and you mentioned very well, uh, I believe very much that at the end of the day, uh, everything is human to human. Mm -hmm. And uh, trust personally, I think is the most important uh, ingredient in uh, any relationship, including the, the business ones. And trust is built by uh, you know, uh, being known, but also there's something that I call transfer credibility when other people tell to other people about you and uh, therefore you get to trust them much more. Uh, yep. Last month I went to very nice restaurant here in Spain, and I was mentioning this to uh, people I met for quite some time. The restaurant did not pay me at all. I just enjoyed the experience, and I felt that was something worth sharing. And I guess that partly from what I hear on social media and in real life, that's what brings people to uh, to me. The fact that somehow they they those who trust me, they trust me for what I'm doing, uh, mm -hmm. and um, and uh, it's all personal relationship. But other business I've done in the past for shorter projects, they will have had some personal contacts, people that are called friends who approach me and they offer me some uh, joint ventures. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. So, so I, I was at one of the, and, uh, sorry, I'm going to interrupt myself. In the course of all my research, I missed something. And what I missed was 
that you are doing events in Glasgow. Of course, I'm in Scotland, so I'm very interested and I have to get along and sign up with my 50 quid. doesn't seem like very much money. Um, and I look yes. forward to coming along to one of your events in Glasgow. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, and, of and course, I, I as you say, know... <laughs> sorry, carry on. No, no, sorry if I interrupt you. I must say that actually your research was perfect and uh, uh, we, as UK Confederation, we opened Glasgow, we do things. We haven't done an event yet. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> so you had the chance also to be uh, taking part in the, the first event. But yes, the ground floor. You, you, UK yeah. Confederation is opening a branch in uh, Glasgow, Glasgow, and uh, they will uh, initially cover the whole Scotland, but Glasgow particularly. So, and and, and that actually goes to prove what we just said before, right? So networking and then things happen that you would not have, not expect to happen. This was not planned at all, and uh, and that's a very very good example that demonstrates what we were, what we were just saying before. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I was at your one one of. Your events recently, as you know, I, I saw you briefly at yes. uh, the uh, Global Network UK in Raffles in Chelsea. Yes. Of course, I've never been. Uh, I've never been to Chelsea, so there I was in the sort of nightclub that I suppose the people from uh, the only way is Chelsea, whatever that thing is called. Yes, uh, that yes. TV, the rich and the famous. Uh, <laughs> fantastic event, two hundred plus delegates from all over the place. I, I made some great connections. It made me wonder, how did your business networking events fare during lockdown? It did not fare at all. Uh, so lockdown was effectively, first of all, I must say that I miscalculated how long lockdown would be. So hmm. when I realized uh, that COVID was spreading, which was in February, uh, I took the decision to actually stop doing events. At that time, we didn't know exactly uh, what the situation was. I didn't, fa I didn't feel that it was right to do events. So I said to everybody, guys, we stop events for a while until when we know what's happening. And the first, um, the first thing I thought was, look, at the end of the day, actually, it's not a bad thing if I take some time off. I've never really taken that long. I knew it would be some months. I never take that long as a sabbatical. I'm quite happy to do it. Uh, let's take the whole summer off. And I'm sure in September we'll, we'll go back, everything will be back okay. to normal. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say I completely miscalculated the whole thing. And uh, so initially, I was keeping in touch with some of the regulars at my events. We did a couple of uh, online events. And I start getting a feeling that if the whole thing would uh, carry on longer, the connections and the, 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 the way we were bumping together would actually be losing and eventually you know, weaken. And, um, and the truth of the matter is that when uh, eventually we started going to events in July this year, uh, I would say 90% of those who came to the first event were people who were completely new, while in the past there was always, I would say, one-third-ish of regulars as quite regular. Not that they would come to every event, but they would come quite regular, maybe once a month. And then another 15 20% of people who maybe they were not the regular, but they would come maybe once every two or three months. So um, effectively the network, although the, the database obviously was not lost, but uh, it was starting again from scratch. Um, there was also the, the Brexit uh, thing in between. Um, my network is very international. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that I hear most frequently is the diversity of the network. And uh, many of the Europeans 
that used to come, not many, but a good number of Europeans that used to come to my events, they're no longer in London. So there was a, a double, uh, it was COVID and, uh, and Brexit. Um, it was what it was. And uh, the truth of the matter is that actually by having a completely uh, new set of people was a new community. And the sense of community that we rebuilt is actually stronger now than it was pre-COVID. Um, I, I don't know exactly why that happened. Um, I guess maybe partly because COVID has impacted the way that we appreciate more the uh, human relationship. Uh, partly also because um, I must say that uh, in the past I ran this as a business. I used to attend some events, but not all of them. My team was always also there. While since July until uh, November, I've been attending every single event. And in fairness, in fairness, these are very personal business events. Um, and the, the again, the human factor and the, 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 the being there, spreading certain level of energy and vibe makes a difference. And I want to believe that um, in the same way that the, the lack of human contact uh, produced a disintegration of the network to some extent, although it's a very strong word during the pandemic, going back together helped to recreate that community uh, from scratch and, uh, and recreating new, new relationship and new dynamics and, uh, and effectively doing something that's completely new from what we were doing before. So that's interesting. I I expected perhaps you might have done some stuff online during the during the lockdown, but no, you Correct. you you just stopped you just stopped and then restarted yes. again. That's very interesting. Yes, I, I, yes, I tried something, and uh, um, uh, I don't like online events mm -hmm. too much. And uh, if you run a business and you don't believe in what you're doing, it will never be successful. So uh, I'm not against online events, uh, but the, uh, the networking as network, particularly when it comes to meet new people, I personally find that online, uh, we don't really get where we should go to build a relationship. And okay. that's myself. Okay. It works very yeah. well. For some and, and then obviously, because there is, there is me, I guess I was also attracting people who feel the same. So the, those who are coming to my offline events they enjoy the offline events much more than the online events. And, um, and yes, I mean, you are right. I, mean, I, 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 was, I was also thinking initially that actually it could be an opportunity to do online events and uh, you know, start something new, um, but it didn't work in, a, in that way. And, uh, right. and, um, and people were telling me, I mean, I was contacting regulars and they told me, look, I'm doing three, four, five, six hours per day on Zoom every single day. Uh, bear in mind also that, that the majority of my uh, those coming to my events, they are either working in the corporate sector, so most of them they were working from home, or um, they are entrepreneurs. But particularly those who were working from home, they had a, a Zoom fatigue. And uh, yeah. initially it was good to connect online, but then I you know, reached a point where give me everything, but not not one extra Zoom call or whatever. So yeah, yeah, I understand. It's interesting you mentioned PB Link, Polish Business Link earlier, and yes. I know that you you work closely with Bart Kowalczyk, who, who runs yes, that with yes, Anna, yes. and he yes. he's he's very much of your opinion. He he did run some online events, but he is very much of the same opinion as you that the real connections come face to face, or perhaps as you might say, human to human. And he's right, done right. a few surveys as well of the membership of his organization, and they also concur. They also come up with this idea. Correct. Right. Right. 
which is very interesting. I mean, I um, because I'm in Scotland and I'm in a, a kind of a bit of a remote bit of Scotland. It's Fife. It's not really a big city. Mm-hmm. There's advantages for me, but even I, even I, recognise the benefit of human to human. I don't have the luxury of just getting on the tube and going across the city. You know, if if I go to an event, I have to usually takes me an hour at least, and that's the minimum. Uh, so yeah, interesting. Now, you're, are you talking to us from Spain at the moment, Tucho? I'm in Spain at the moment, yes. Ah, and you, you're, you're there six months every year. Uh, yes, so... I, pre-COVID I used to spend two or three weeks during winter, come here two or three weeks, come back to London for 10 days. And uh, I was doing this more or less between October and May, and then packing up everything in May and staying mainly in London and going back to Italy over you know May to October. Mm. Um, we'll see if uh, in 2022 we can do, I can do the same or not. Um, mm-hmm. But that's the that's thing. And uh, really, really, uh, I mean, I, I love staying in Spain. I love uh, the, the the way I can recharge myself. You mentioned that I'm a very avid cyclist. Uh, yeah. I stay in a part of Spain, which is the, I think it's fair to say now, it's the, the uh, mecca for cyclists. All the uh-huh. the majority the majority of the professional teams that come here to train. Uh, I was out this morning. I saw four teams, uh, and and that's normal. You know, the, I mean, teams that we do to the to the fans. So it's so really. Are you, became, are you up near the border, at the Pyrenees, or? No, no, it's actually between Valencia and Alicante, Denia. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so this area, I mean, Denia, Calpe is where all these uh, teams of professionals come in winter. They just arrived now, and they, they stay here until uh, January to to train and prepare for the season. Uh, mild climate and um, and perfect terrain for cycling. You go flat if you want to stay flat. You go hills. You go mountains. You go everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bit windy. Uh, it gets tends to get uh, more wind than uh, I would be happy with. But okay. <laughs> overall, uh, very good quality of life uh, and um, and many of the inspirations that I had over the course of the time they they, they happened when I, when I was here. I fill up. Then go to London uh, for the events and for the business. I miss London when I'm in Spain uh, and stay there, uh, reconnect with people. I, I must say also that in terms of social life and professional life, London is 100% where I gravitate. Uh, at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, uh, I, I love Spain and uh, um, I love staying in a city that is actually not too big and so on. And at the same time, uh, there's a part of me that is addicted to doing business. Uh, I think it's a healthy addiction. Yeah, sure. And, uh, and uh, addicted to, to, to the vibe, the opportunity of big city like London and London in particular. And maybe also got to be used and uh, comfortable in, uh, in there as well. <laughs> oh, so interesting. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I, rem- I, I lived in Spain for a while and I remember... Um, Cycling being very big, I lived in a village about 30 miles from Madrid in the, the Guadarrama, which is very mountainous. Yes, 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 and you'd, you'd see these guys in all the proper cycling gear. And this is a long time ago I was there. This is um, oh, 30 years ago or something. And I had all the gear, the kind of the lycra of the day, and they're going up all these mountains and stopping for lunch and amazing. Yes, it's, it's a big, big thing yes, um, in yeah. Spain. So that would just be perfect for you. Absolutely. Tucho, we've we've reached the part of the interview where we ask the the key question, the question that we ask all our interviewees on PBLink Stories. What is the secret of business? 
I would say that being genuine, following your passion and desire, and uh, this really, uh, I'm not giving to anybody a formula off the shelf. That's purely and solely what worked with me. And being in a mindset where you, you are able to do what you want, and if it goes wrong, it will not impact on your life. That is, that was the, the, I think the magic formula for myself. And I understand that that actually is not the case for many people when they start a business, they may be under pressure to, to get the bills, to get some revenues, otherwise, you know, the bills will not be paid in two or three months. For me, that was the, the, the secret. The fact that I could literally do whatever I do. And for 10 years, I've done what I've done, started, some things worked, some things didn't work. And I was always in a very comfortable position uh, financially and mentally where, okay, even if it goes wrong, it won't make any difference in my life. And, and the thing I'm doing, it doesn't really uh, count as, 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 as work. Uh, I, I do what I do because I, I like what I'm doing. And then recently, uh, I also uh, find much more gratification in making an impact in other people's life, primarily those working with me. Uh, my part of my team is uh, offshore, and uh, there are people who are part of the events company, and uh, uh, I can see the difference that the, the, the revenues that we generate and the salary that we pay them make in their life. And uh, there is uh, a tremendous uh, uh, push of energy to really, you know, it, it really makes me feel good, if that makes sense. So, mm -hmm. you know, be, being an entrepreneur and, and knowing that I'm doing something that it makes me feel good, I'm not saying it's good, I'm saying it makes me feel good, mm -hmm. uh, is also one of the secrets. And I say secret because I, I didn't know these things when I was working in the corporate world. I only found out these things when I stepped into the entrepreneurial world. So they, they, they are no longer secret for me, they were a secret of things I didn't know when I started. Yeah, if that makes yeah. sense. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic. So we have three three key points here: follow your passion, follow your desire, set it up so that if it goes wrong, it doesn't have a major impact on your life. <clears throat> and thirdly, make an impact. For Tucho, is making an impact on the lives of those people he works with. So, what he's doing is what makes him feel good. And he's also making others feel good. To me, that sounds like the perfect secret of business. Yeah, yeah yes, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess with with networking as well. I mean, networking. I've learned myself over the years. I was also in the corporate world, and now in in I work for myself. And I've discovered networking is there's a BNI saying, the other business club, that networking mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. like farming, not hunting. So don't go to a networking event and try and nail that sale with a person you've never met before. You need to nurture relationships. It's that human-to-human -human stuff you spoke about. Correct. 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 So that, that, but trying to communicate that back up, if in the corporate world and you've got a pushy boss that wants numbers, 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 bottom line, you're trying to communicate, look, I'm going to this networking event, I'm going to make some connections, and I'm going to see if I can help other people. And maybe six months, a year down the line, we might see some, some return on that. Corporate people don't get that. They don't understand that. But if you work for yourself, 
you understand that and you say, okay, th this is how it works. And then you, you, you can sometimes see these are the people who work for themselves who are taking their time and taking it easy. And these are other people on networking events who are being driven by the invisible whip of their employer to get out there and make that sale. Completely different approach. So I can see how you said, these are the things you discovered when you left the corporate world. Well, of course, you're free to, that's when, you, that's when you're free to make these discoveries. Fantastic. Uh, Tucho, that's all we have time for today. We could, I could certainly delve into this and keep going for hours, but we're going to draw to a close. And to our listeners, make sure to subscribe to PB Link Stories as we continue to interview inspiring entrepreneurs to discover the secret of business. Join us at our next event and engage with the business community.